Hello, everyone. Welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 43, A Witness of God's Glory. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. This week's episode is titled, A Witness of God's Glory. I am a nature enthusiast. Uh, you will find me in the yard or caring for my plants any chance that I get. Being in nature brings me peace, and it is a constant reminder of the awesomeness of God. I love being at the beach as well, or fishing, or just standing by the river. Generally, it is this wide expanse of water surrounding me that fascinates me, and fascinates me about God. It reminds me of how small I am in the scheme of God's plan, yet it also makes me appreciate that of all of the things that God has created, that he loves me. Last week on the Amago podcast, we learned that Jesus has given us glory. This glory is not something that we have to work for or something that we earn. It is a gift. He has given it to us. He said in John chapter 17, verse 22, that he gave us the glory that God gave him. Last week, we defined glory as this invisible attributes of God. It's God's essence. And this week, I want to continue our conversation by going a step further from using God's glory to build our self-esteem or our confidence to using or knowing the glory of God and being a witness of God's glory. In Psalms chapter 19, David writes a beautiful hymn about the glory of God. He says that the heavens declare the glory of God. He specifically calls attention or calls our attention to the sky. David notes that the sky constantly gushes out speech during the day um, and at night. Now, in human terms, the sky cannot literally speak, right? But David says that there is no way what the sky is saying cannot be heard. What the sky is saying goes out into all the earth, he declares. He tells us that God has made the sky as a tent for the sun. And every day, the sun happily comes out like a bridegroom bouncing from his chamber or like a runner who is a champion ready to run another race. This imagery that David gives us helps us to understand and appreciate how nature glorifies God. See, the sun during the day glorifies God by providing covering for the sun and the sun glorifying God by warming everything that is on the earth. Nothing can hide from it, David declares. Even though the sky cannot speak, and the sun has no verbal communication, it is their visibility and their obedience that they give God glory. The sky shows the glory of God's perfection. 
The sky and the sun display both God's wisdom and God's power. God is a creator who has thought out everything. And he knows how each created thing impacts and impacts and affects another. A God who makes the earth rotate on an invisible axis and who has made the sun so hot that nothing can actually dwell on it, but yet he has used just the right measurement of distance so that the sun provides warmth to everything that is on the earth and the sun is what all of nature depends on. Nature is a witness to the existence and the glory of God. This glory that we're talking about this week is defined as the sum of God's perfections, God's essence again, the visible manifestation of his presence. It is the unique majesty of God's being. As it is revealed to us as men, in stages and levels. I thought about that briefly in that, you know, when I'm when I was a kid just looking up at the sky and I could see the clouds moving. I had no real knowledge or understanding that God created all of this and what all of that all all of it meant. But the unique majesty of God as it is revealed to us and stages and levels is the glory of God. As David continues writing in Psalms, he he now skillfully moves from how we see God's glory in nature to how we know God's character. And David says that we know God's character character through his laws. The law of God in this context is the whole body of statutes, his precepts that are found in Jewish code, right? They are the rules that guide and regulate both behavior and thought. The law completely teaches all of us the nature and the will of God. It teaches the whole duty of man. The law teaches us what we should believe and practice and what is necessary for our present and our eternal happiness. The laws of God testify about the character of God. His character has a positive impact or effect on everything that follows his law. David uses six epithets, which are adjectives that express a quality or characteristic of a person in in this particular psalm. So David says the following about God's character. God's law, the totality of all the statutes and the precepts and commands and ordinances are perfect. He says that God's laws revive the soul. God's statutes are trustworthy. They make the simple wise. And in this context, simple is someone who could be mm, basically like pulled in any direction, either towards good or evil. 
but he says that the statutes of God are trustworthy and they make the simple wise. His precepts are right. They provide joy to our heart. His commands are radiant, shining. They give light to our eyes. And the fear of the Lord is pure and lasts forever. His ordinances are righteous and they are sweet. So from David's point of view, this is when we are acting as witnesses to God's glory. The question for me this evening is what happens when we don't recognize the glory of God through nature and through his law? If we turn our attentions to Romans 1 and 21, it tells us that for all together, they knew God. They neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became fruitile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So again, our question is, what happens when we don't recognize the glory of God through nature or his law? The Apostle Paul tells us that God's anger is being revealed because God has made it plain to everyone who he is. The invisible qualities of God, his eternal power, his divine nature, his glory, they have been seen clearly and understood by what God has made. Nature and the laws of God are witnesses to God's glory. So Paul tells us that the people who were here in the book of Romans, that they knew God. They knew the character of God because they were aware of the laws of God. And God's law is perfect. Okay, we said that a moment ago, that his statutes, his precepts, his commands, his, his, our reverence of him, his ordinances, they knew God because they, God had provided all of this as instruction to them. In Jeremiah chapter two, God asked this question. He says, what fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They follow worthless idols and they become worthless themselves. In Romans chapter one, the people there did not glorify God. They did not acknowledge or recognize his existence, nor did they give thanks to him. Or in other words, they didn't reverence God. The reward for their refusal to glorify, reverence, recognize God is that their thinking became fruitile. And I don't want to gloss over that because I want us to understand what happens when we don't glorify God. Our thinking becomes fruitile. Fruitile means vain, unreal, 
ineffectual, unproductive, useless. And it says their hearts were dark. The people that Paul was describing refused to be a witness of God's glory. And when you refuse to be a witness of God's glory, you lose your connection to God. And when you lose your connection to God, to God, your light leaves and you become dark. Your hearts become dark. God gave these people over to their sinful desires. There is no longer the law of God to guard them or act as a custodian for them, right? Sometimes people don't like rules. We don't like laws and precepts, and but they act as guardians for us, right? And if you think about it in the context of being a child, a child needs a guardian so that they won't injure themselves. And that's what the law of the Lord is for us. It's to make sure that we don't injure ourselves. But because they did not want to glorify God, God gives them over to their sinful desires. They are left to act out on their own. And their behaviors lead them to abominable acts. And following that, then God gives them over to a depraved mind. And a depraved mind is worse than frugal thoughts. A depraved mind now is you doing what ought not to be done. Romans 1 and 32 is a scripture that is really important for us to acknowledge and make sure that we are practicing, especially in these times when everybody wants us to be okay with other people's behavior. But Romans 1 and 32 says, although they know God's righteous decrees, that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they also approve of those who practice them. As Christians, we must understand that, yes, we are to love everyone. But you should not be approving the practices of people who God has given over to their sinful desires and a depraved mind. Because then you become depraved. On the other hand, for those who are witnesses in the earth to God's glory, David in Psalms 19 says that the ordinances of the Lord provide warning. And by keeping them, there is a great reward. This reward is the answer to Jesus's prayer back in John 17 and 24. We talked about it last week. Jesus is praying. He prays for himself. He prays for the apostles. And then he prays for those of us who will believe in the word of the apostles. But Jesus's prayer for us specifically 
is, Father, I want those who you have given me to be with me where I am and to see me in my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. When we are witnesses to the glory of God, when we acknowledge him as the great and only creator of all things that exist, and when we follow and accept his custodial support of us by his laws, his statutes, his precepts, his ordinances, his commands, then we are witnesses to God's glory. And we become the light of the world. Thank you for joining me this week. Please make sure you download the Amago podcast on Spotify. I'm trying to get to a thousand listeners on Spotify. So if you would, please download the Spotify app and then make sure that you download the Amago podcast. Please check out the notes section if you do download it through Spotify. There is a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. You may visit our website at amagohim.com. Please check out the coaching and leadership ser- uh, development services that I offer. And you can also find me on Instagram at amagohim or join me on Facebook by typing I am a G O. Be sure to like and share my weekly reels on Facebook as well as my posts. Please email me with your comments, your questions, any feedback at amagohim at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, we shall be just like 